What if it's not about a building? What if it's not about stained glass or steeples? What if it's about just Jesus? We talked about being Christ-like. And how do we do that? We do that by keeping our focus, our eyes on Christ. We have to stay focused and make Him a forefront in everything we do. Man, you started off deep there. That was beautiful. So, we talked in Joan and the Whale, and Corey mentioned that Peter walked on the water. Wait, okay. So, I remember this because I thought just Jesus walked on the water. Just Jesus. That's right, just (laughs) Jesus. So, it wasn't just Jesus? That's right. Right. Well, did he... Okay, I need to know this now. Like... That's awesome. Let's get into it. But I do have to tell a funny when you're talking about, you know, Jesus walking on water. And I'm sure that other people have seen it, too. But it's this hilarious meme of a mom trying to bathe her infant child. And it says what it was like to bathe Jesus as an infant. And he's standing there on the water, his arms crossed, looking at her. And she's like, get in the water right now. (laughs) And I lost it when I saw it. I'm like, oh, that'd be so hard. You can lead Jesus to the bath, but you can't make him get in. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So did did you know that's funny? Uh, Most people don't think about it, but you don't read or even his mother even saying anything of Jesus doing any kind of miraculous thing Mm -hmm. until he was 30 years old. Well, all that started when he turned the water into wine at the wedding, right? That's exactly right, son. Okay, we're going to have to talk about this one in a little while, too, because we all know the story. There's, I don't know the story. I say that, but we all know that he turned water into wine. Yeah. But I don't know anything else. And that was actually his first miracle. Miracle. And he he re- miracle as Steve he kind of rebutted against doing it. Then he said he wasn't ready, right? Yes, you're exactly right. And he said he said it's not my time. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me about this water business because he walked on the water and somebody else walked on the water. Yes. In fact, people, you know, think oh, he liked Jesus. You know, I love Jesus. I believe in Jesus, but do like things Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Jesus said in the Bible to his disciples, and I I love it when we talked about, and I'm just going to jump here just for a minute. I love it when we talked about disciples and And apostles. apostles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and the thing is, is that everybody that follows Jesus is a disciple. Right. I learned that. Yep. But everybody that is A a disciple is not an apostle. Right. And so I just love the fact that we are all disciples here. We are all following Jesus. But the thing that we're trying to do is to be like Jesus. And Jesus said, the works that I do, you will do also to his disciples. Well, and that's what we we talked about this in a couple of episodes before. I had no clue that other disciples or apostles performed miracles. I did not realize that it wasn't just Jesus doing the miracles. He, you know, his followers could do that too. So, 
who walked on the water first? Did Jesus walk on the water first? Yes. And Jesus, you know, that's the whole thing. Jesus came here. It's, I see this kid, you know, looking and making a face saying, you know, na, 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 na. I can do this and you can't. You know, it's, it's. That's a pretty big flex when you go walk on water. <laughs> People. But I'm just saying everything about Jesus. People are like thinking, you know, I want us to think, yes, he's the son of God. And yes, he is miraculous. And all of that. But he came here to show us the capacity of ourselves mm-hmm. in the in the state of faith and what we are really supposed to be striving for as opposed to just going through our everyday lives in in the world and making ends meet and paying bills and making sure you're you know supporting your family and and going to school and getting degrees and all that our real focus is on Jesus and being like Jesus to the world. And even Jesus said, when he was on the earth, he said, I am the light of the world. And when he went away, he said, now you are the light of the world. And so. He's spreading the love, essentially. He, he came down here first and took on this flesh and became a man to show men and women what we are to be like, how to shine the light, left the example, if you will. And so here in Matthew, for a good example of that, and and lots of people talk about Jesus walking on the water, but not lots of people know that one of his disciples walked on water as well. Yeah. And so let's just let's just read a little bit of this. So in Matthew 14, verse 22, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side. While he sent the people home because they had just done a major feeding and a major miracle, and all the disciples and apostles had were working to feed a huge crowd of people. Matter of fact, it was the story about feeding the 5,000. After sending them home, all those people, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. That's talking about Jesus when he walked this earth. He went up into the hills by himself. Isn't that crazy? So this is a way that you are like Jesus, that you take up your cross and that you crucify you and the things that are not like God to allow Jesus and all the things that are like God to live in you 
and through you and out of you and to show out of you. And so when he went up into the hills alone to pray, it says night fell while he was there alone. So I just I just want to step off on that and insert just for a minute that that is how it's done. You know, a lot of times you you're around a lot of people and you're around a lot of um helter skelter and rigors of life. But in order to really find God and to walk with God, you're gonna have to go off alone. Just you and him. Just you and him in those solitary moments. And that's what's going to make you be able to walk on a different level and a higher ground than other people that have no relationship with him. It says the disciples were in trouble, far away from the land, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. And this is what I love. Different revisions say different things, but New King James says, Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. So the fourth watch, if you've even been around church or if you've never heard that, he went walking on the water at the fourth watch of the night. I've heard many preachers say that, many preachers preach that, but never really talk about what the watches are. And when they got done feeding that multitude before they got into the boat, it was probably six or seven o'clock. And so... Yes, and so that's the first watch. Mm -hmm. So the first watch was from 6 to 9. That's 6 p.m., right? Yes, and it's usually in three, every three hours. Mm -hmm. So it's 6 to 9, 9 to midnight, Mm -hmm. 12, and 12 to Mm 3. And then the fourth watch was from 3 to 6 in the morning. Okay. That's... The, the darkest, I want to really put emphasis on that. That's the darkest part of the night, the, the coldest part of the night. Mm-hmm. And if you are in a place right now, anybody listening, anybody in this room, if you are in a dark place right now, a cold place right now, a lonely place right now, this is when Jesus usually shows up. And so the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came walking on the water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified in their fear. They cried out, it's a ghost. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. And, you know, just to put it into perspective, you're in a storm. Most people don't know, but they're on the Sea of Galilee. It's called the Sea of Galilee, but it's really like a big lake. Mm-hmm. It's like eight miles wide, 
and they're probably in in the the mid watch somewhere at midnight from from the time they left shore they're probably right in the middle of the sea of galilee and this huge storm comes and it's the winds are crazy the the boat is being tossed all over the sea they're scared to death for their lives but in the middle of the storm the dark the cold they see jesus and they don't know who it is they literally if you could imagine being in the middle of a storm, sitting in the boat and being tossed all over and the waves crashing into the sea and you see the form of a man walking on the top of the waves. Could you imagine? No. So they're like screaming for their lives, thinking they're going to die. And then on top of that, they're thinking they see a ghost. And they start screaming, it's a, it's a ghost, it's a ghost, it's a spirit. And out of the, the midst of all of that, right in the middle of the storm, Jesus in his red letters says, don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. Hmm. Man, I'm, I'm about to run. Uh, yeah, but this next part that I've already read ahead, after you read, I got a question. Yeah, so then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you. You know, life gets so full of confusion, full of trials and tribulations and you can so compare this storm to the problems of life and the storms of your life. And in all of the noise and all of the outrage of just trying to live life, sometimes it's hard to see Jesus. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard to hear God. And I love it that it brings out the fact that Peter said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. So is this almost like a challenge? Like we ask for a sign. Show me proof. I need to know that I'm on the right path, that, you know, it, it's really you. You're real. Heck yes. In every way that you just asked that question. Mm-hmm. Simon Peter was such a big personality, mm -hmm. like he was ready to fight in any moment. But at the same time, this is why Jesus loves and can take anybody, the drunkard off the side of the street, the homeless man, the person in the three-piece suit driving the nicest car. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've been. Jesus can use you. And people think about Simon Peter being a man that just cussed like a sailor and full of profanity and ready to fight and to kill at a moment's notice. But he was also ready to do anything 
for Jesus. And he was ready to jump on it and tackle it in a moment's notice, whatever it was. And the minute he seen Jesus, mm-hmm. he was ready to say, if you can do it, I can do it. You know, we ask for these signs sometimes in when you're, you know, Stevens ask for them. Sometimes you get them and sometimes you don't get yeah. the signs to eat. But I guess clearly this is a time when he's like, all right. Yeah. And it's different, you know, in a way you don't think about it, but in the way we believe now, we don't physically have Jesus walking with us. Right. Physically in a body like they did. Mm-hmm. This was one of the first times they asked for like a miracle to help them do something miraculous like this, right? I mean, it's not anywhere else that I saw in the Bible where they were like, hey, Jesus, help me do this. Let me do what you're doing. And it wasn't even them. It was, that's what I'm saying. You got the people that are sitting in the boat that who knows if they would have even said anything. Yeah. You got to remember they thought he was a ghost. Oh, well, on down, he calls him out. Yeah, it, but I'm saying like that's that's what kind of man Simon Peter was. Like he saw him, and not only did he see him, hey, wait, he didn't say, "Hey, come here and save us." Think about that. He didn't say, "Come here and save us." He said, "Let me come to you," and that's really the parallel in the world like we're sitting here in our situations and our situation is full of storms that are tossing us and throwing us about every which way because we're trying to do it ourselves but really what god wants is us to have the faith to step out of our situation because even the storm was going crazy and the winds were blowing and the waves were crashing down But Peter knew if he could get to Jesus, that he would be fine. Because Jesus says, in me, there is peace. But in the world, you will have troubles and tribulations. All right. So what happened? He stepped out. Oh, yeah. I've been reading on. Jesus told him, come on. He told him to come on. (laughs) Yes. He said, come. And that's what. Overall, that's what Jesus is saying to every person that will hear this, us sitting here in this room, that very small, simple word, come, step out of everything that is security to you. Mm -hmm. Step out to everything that is comfortable to you. Well, but he, he kind of showed him that, look, don't test me. You just need to believe. You need to have faith. Yeah, he's showing us all. Like, he's asking us all to step out in faith. Don't look at what you see. Don't look at the storm. Don't look at by sight. You're not walking by sight. You're walking by Mm -hmm. faith. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Yep. Man. So whatever your boat looks like, whatever your boat feels like, you're going to have to step out of that comfort. A lot of times 
to follow Jesus, whatever that looks like. But I promise if you'll do that, you will see that there is greater benefits to that than there are just staying in the boat where you're at. When he saw that the the winds were so strong and the waves, and he, he was, keep in mind, he's walking. He stepped out of the boat. He's walking toward Jesus, standing on the water here. Mm-hmm. But remember, this is not just silky smooth waters. This is a storm, waves crashing down. He was terrified when he started looking at the winds and the waves. That's the key thing. When he saw the strong wind and the waves, he began to sink. Savannah, how many times have you ever jumped into a body of water and began to sink? Every time. But this is the thing. When you jump into water, you you don't begin to sink. You just drop in. You drop like a rock. I, I imagine this was Peter walking, and all of a sudden his feet was on top of the water. Then his ankles were under the water. Then he was down to his knees, and he's just slowly getting lower and lower as he's taking his focus off of Jesus and looking at the waves. Just like life. Yep. But in just- my head, I had on water wings. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Like, that's exactly, you just said it. Yeah. That's what life is as a Christian. And you're on roller coasters and you're on ups and downs and you're, you're on, you know, highs and lows. And the thing is, the water in this, in this story, this sea, this storm, Represents life. So basically, keep your eyes on the prize. Yes. It, the water is the world. Mm-hmm. And so many people right now at this moment are sinking or they've been underneath it for years and years and years. Stagnant. Mm-hmm. Just complacent. Just waiting under the waves. Mm-hmm. Here's the epitome of this thing. We are not made. We're not even created to be under the waves. We're not made to be of the world. We're made to be walking atop the world. We're made to be walking atop the burdens. We're made to be walking on top of the waves like Jesus, and that's what Jesus was saying. Every time you put your eyes on something besides Jesus, whatever you're worried about, if your life is in shambles, if you have an addiction, uh, if your marriage is on the rocks, if your children are not sick the way the flu. yeah sick with the <laughs> flu or or even if they're older and they're not you know you don't know where they are or maybe you don't have the greatest relationship in 
this or in that and work's not going great. I'm just saying all these things that leave us questioning, put your eyes on Jesus and focus on him. That's the one thing that will lift you above your circumstances and your situations. The one thing that will help you walk on top of it. So this is it. He saw the winds, he saw the waves, and he was terrified and began to sink. And he screamed, save me, Lord. And the Bible says, just like for any of us, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Mm-hmm. But he said this thing here that he could ask all of us this. Every person could be asked this question. You have so little faith. Why did you doubt? Why did you take your eyes off of me? Why did you start looking at this or that? That This is the key to everything. So, okay, reading all of this, I read ahead. Oh, you can't read ahead. Uh, oh, yeah, I know, right? I read ahead. I'm like, oh, I got I to gotta find out what's going on. So my question is, you're, the way that you perceived it and the way I perceived it, and that, that just kind of tells you everybody's going to read the same thing and feel something different. So I understand how you're saying that, you know, he started sinking because he took his eyes off of God. Well, in my mind, I was thinking that he started sinking because God was showing him, look, you know, don't ask me to prove myself to you. You should just have faith. I'm going to show you that you have to sink and I'll save you. But didn't it say... Is that not... Let's back up. And we so can... in Matthew 14, verse 30, he said, but when he saw the strong wind and waves... He was terrified and began to sink. So he was looking around him. Okay. And started see, seeing things and see that's what skimming does. I oh, skimmed it. Oh, you read it. ahead. You weren't listening. I know. I skimmed it. So stop scrolling. <laughs> that makes sense now. Yeah, so I think he just wasn't focused on Jesus giving him the ability to walk on water to him. Well, and that's my human mind saying you know, mm, don't do this or I'm going to do that tit for tat type thing. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And no, that's the beauty of it. You you could look at it that way. There is grace in that. But I didn't read it all. <laughs> you know, that's a big thing, too. And a lot of people literally walk around in the world thinking of their own thoughts and perceptions that have never even read these stories or anything in the Bible, but yet I'm talking about believers. We've just read the cliff notes. Or even nothing. We're just listening. You've just come up with your own. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more Bring. fun when we do that. <laughs> so Hebrews 12.2 says, let us lay aside every weight mm-hmm. and the sin that does so easily detour us or beset us Mm -hmm. or just get us off track. Mm -hmm. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And here's the key. Looking unto Jesus. 
Is that why you run all the time and you get excited? And that lines up with this story, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, looking unto Jesus, yeah. who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now sit down on the right hand of God. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Let, let's finish the story. What do you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as you said a minute ago, Peter was sinking. He was scared. He yelled out, save me, Lord. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. And in red letters, he said, you have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? Doubt is the key. Doubt is, you know, you said it. He was terrified. He was afraid. He was afraid for one thing. He was afraid because he looked somewhere else. That's right. Instead of Jesus. If we could, like, get the the perception, the mindset, the clarity that it doesn't matter what your life looks like. It doesn't matter if you've got the biggest giant in the world standing in front of you, the tallest mountain standing in front of you, the widest river that you would ever think you would have to span, the, the greatest task and dreadful that you ever had before you. Never, ever depend on what you see because God is unseen. That's how faith is lived. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Well, and it says when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Because they brought Jesus with them. Jesus was on that boat now. Then the disciples worshiped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Wow. Imagine if we had to wait until we saw Jesus walk on water to believe that he's the son of God, you know? Yes, so take this, get this picture. He just pulls him up out of the water. They're standing together (laughs) on the water. I didn't even think about that part of it. I know, I didn't either. When when you get Jesus with you, that's the whole point. You can do anything. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm -hmm. I can do all things. And so think about that. Once he pulls him out, it's okay. The thing is, like you said, you see great faith and you see great God in the fact that, yes, he he began to sink. Mm-hmm. But that's the mercy and grace of God. This whole point of this story is we as human beings will always stumble. Always. You will always fall. You will always stumble. Mm -hmm. You will always, as long as you live in this flesh, something along the way will always take your eyes off Jesus and you'll always look at the wind or the waves or the giants or the mountains. But know this, you can walk on the water. Mm -hmm. But if you stumble, he cried out and immediately immediately Jesus pulled him up. And that's the thing about having grace. Somebody out here, you may stumble down and you don't have Jesus. You may stumble down and it may take you back years in your life 
whatever that falling, whatever that stumble, whatever that mistake looks like. But the beauty of grace and the beauty of God and serving God is wherever you stumble and fall, you don't have to get knocked 15 steps back. He can pick you up and pull you up exactly where you fell. And you, you just can, have to ask. You just have to ask. And you can start back right where you were, right where you are when you fell. And in Philippians 3.13, whatever that, that, that you ever looked at that looked like a wind or a wave in your life that was ever compared, I don't care what it is. There's people that have done such horrible and wretched things that they think that they could never come into the presence of God. But the beauty of this story is when he pulled him up, he walked him back on the water. They walked together and they got in to what he was previously sinking in, previously was throwing them all over the place in the boat. But when Jesus stepped into the boat, the storm, the winds, the waves ceased. Bring Jesus into your life. Get to Him, no matter what it looks like, no matter how many mountains you have to climb or how many giants you have to go through or how many rivers you have to span. It will be worth it when you get to Jesus. In Philippians 3.13 Paul said, this one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind, reaching forth to the things which are before, I will press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Be blessed.